NPR. and our sister show, Planet Money, we are like one big podcast family. And like a lot of families around the holidays, we sometimes have our disagreements. Now, how do we settle our disagreements? We air them out publicly in a friendly game show competition. That's right. It's time for another Family Feud. Today, I am competing head-to-head with my Planet Money colleagues, Kenny Malone and Jeff Guo, to figure out the indicator of all indicators for 2023. The thing that when we look back at the economy years from now, we will say, that's what this year was all about. This is where legacy is made, Waylon. I am very excited (laughs) to make my mark. Here we go. History in the making. Jeff, you ready? I'm ready for a rematch. Did you lose? I think we both lost to Sarah last year. Ah, I'm glad we didn't invite her back. Excellent. (laughs) I didn't think I would care about losing until I lost. And you've carried that grudge all year, haven't you? Exactly. (laughs) Here are the rules. Each of us prepared something for our indicator of the year. We will each make our case in 60 seconds or less. And in the end, you, the listener, will vote on who had the indicator of 2023. Coming up on the show, we've got Kenny Malone on consumer sentiment, Jeff Guo on a soft landing, and me, your indomitable host, Waylon Wong, and the housing market, right after the break. Waylon Wong and the housing market is my favorite new indie band. So good. This message comes from NPR sponsor E-Trade from Morgan Stanley. Take control of your financial future with E-Trade. No matter what kind of investor you are, their tools and resources can help you be ready for what's next. Now when you open an account, you can get up to $1,000 with a qualifying deposit. Terms apply. Learn more at eTrade.com slash NPR. Investing involves risks. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC. Member SIPC. E-Trade is a business of Morgan Stanley. Support for NPR and the following message come from State Farm. Florida State Farm agent Lakeisha Gaines shares how she works with business owners. State Farm works with small businesses in a variety of different ways. We help to protect what they have. But in addition to protecting those things, we also help them to plan for their dreams. Talk to your local agent about small business insurance from State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Indicators of the year 2023. Jeff, you're up first. All right. All right. Who's going to set the timer? Oh, I got it. I got it right here. I've been told there's a very aggressive buzzer at the end of this, Jeff. So just be warned. Oh, no. I hate loud noises. It's going to it's gonna upset my cats. All right. All right. Hold Buzz. on. Hold on. Ow. <laughs> um, okay. Deep breath. <sighs> okay. So I would argue that the thing we will all remember 2023 for is the saga of the soft landing. Will the Fed be able to bring down inflation without triggering a recession, or will the whole economy descend into a crisis? That was the main storyline of 2023, kept us in suspense the whole year. Remember, every month, waiting for the new inflation numbers. Remember all of our debates about the Phillips curve, the yield curve, and that weird month when everyone seemed like they were an expert on the job openings and labor turnover survey? It was all so, so stressful, and I'm not just speaking as an economics reporter, but also as a regular citizen who does not want the economy to, you know, collapse. But... Can I say, in hindsight, I maybe kind of enjoyed it? 
because the whole year kind of reminded me of, you know, a rom-com. The whole will-they-or-won't-they situation between the Fed and the soft landing. And just like a rom-com, it looks like we're going to have that happy ending. I think. I hope. Hopefully. Hey, Jeff! Aww. Five seconds to spare. Anything else you want to say? Woo. No, I got nothing. I can't breathe. What's the title of your rom-com? Uh, will they or won't they? Ooh, ooh. Just tell people what it's about. Every rom-com is about will they or won't they. How about a soft place to land? Oh, that's good. <laughs> and it's like just in time for Christmas. Will the big city Jay Powell make it Make it in time? It's good. It's got Hallmark. Hallmarks of Hallmark. It's good. <laughs> I love Jeff's assumption that we were all furiously debating the Phillips curve this year. <laughs> I feel like we had different years. We had slightly <laughs> we different <were>. years. <laughs> well, I uh, I actually would not mind going next because Jeff has kind of keyed me up nicely. Ooh. If that's okay? Yes, absolutely. No, I'm not the official host, Waylon, but I would love to say 60 seconds on the clock. It's always been like a dream of mine, game show style. Is that okay? You go for it. Yeah, because I, I want you to have this before we crush your dreams of like not choosing your indicator as the indicator of the year. <laughs> All right, well. No, the people choose. The people choose, Waylon. Okay, uh, 60 seconds on the clock, please. And it's the economy stupid. That is the famous formula for why people vote the way they do. But I am here to say no. It's what people feel about the economy. And, you know, for decades, this this distinction did not matter. But 2023 produced a historic split between, frankly, surprisingly good economic numbers and surprisingly bad economic sentiment numbers. And if, if you look at the econ data, it does increasingly seem, as Jeff said, like we've threaded a needle and steered the economy through a pandemic and a recession and a spike in inflation to a soft landing, where inflation gets wrangled without crashing into another recession. And yet, our economic vibes are not reflecting this. It really seems like this disconnect will end up shaping the world in the upcoming elections, of course, but but also in the lessons our policymakers draw from the last three years. And so I nominate as my indicator of the year, consumer sentiment. Thank you. I have three more seconds. I'd just like to thank um, everyone. Um, oh, there it is. Nope, boo. <laughs> that is loud. <laughs> well, I think you have teed up my indicator quite nicely because mm-hmm. as, no, as we've covered consumer sentiment, this negative consumer sentiment, I think, was largely driven by what's going on with my indicator. So if we could get 60 seconds on the clock, I will commence. All right. For my indicator of 2023, I would like to direct you to America's best cultural barometer, which is the most recent season of Selling Sunset. This is the Netflix reality series about luxury real estate agents in Los Angeles. Things are moving pretty slow in the market right now. This is Mary Fitzgerald, one of the agents on the show. You don't have as many buyers out there trying to buy. We don't have as many sellers willing to sell. I think every agent has to really get out there and hustle. That's right. Even the super rich are having trouble in 2023's housing market. Mortgage rates went up to 8% this year, so aspiring buyers couldn't afford a home and existing homeowners didn't want to sell. Realtor.com says existing home sales are on track to have their worst year since 1995. So borrowing from Mary's language, I think the two of you will really have to hustle if you want to beat my indicator of the year, the lousy housing market. Um, well done, Waylon. <laughs> it is incredibly on brand that Waylon somehow managed to get reality TV into this. I am very impressed. <laughs> I just want to point out, it's there's something very like interesting psychologically that's going on here where 
I would argue the 2023 was like a rom-com. Kenny, you're arguing it's basically like, I don't know, like a Greek tragedy. It's a Fincher movie. Okay, sure. It's Gone Girl. Oh. Um, and Waylon just thinks it's one of those reality shows we all had to watch when the writer's strike happened. Yeah, you're not wrong. Well, I, I would have watched Selling Sunset even without the writer's strike. I this is <laughs> <laughs> We know, we know. <laughs> but you know, now on this episode of reality radio, I guess we've just made. Yeah. It's time for some audience participation. So now listeners of Planet Money and the Indicator. Please write us and tell us who you choose for Indicator of the Year. Who made the most compelling case and won you over? Send us an email at indicator at npr.org and just put Family Feud in the subject line and Wayland Wong Housing Market in the body. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. What? What did I say? Finger on the scale. Oh, I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's fine. This episode was produced by Julia Ritchie with engineering by Valentina Rodriguez-Sanchez. It was fact-checked by Sierra Juarez. Kate Cannon is our editor, and The Indicator is a production of NPR. Isn't family feud about families feuding against other families, not families? Yeah. It's not about an intra-family. Other not. families, that's correct. It's an inter, it's inter-family, not intra-family. This is an intra-family. Yeah, it's like Romeo, and, it's like Romeo and Juliet, not King Lear. It's like Family Feud, but forget everything you've ever known about the TV show Family <laughs> Feud. Why is everyone so obsessed with traditional wives or trad wives on social media? This week, we're talking about the viral videos of women making marshmallows and mozzarella from scratch and how behind the sheen of calm kitchens and cute fits, there's some interesting pessimism about our modern world. And that's worth digging into. Next time on It's Been a Minute from NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. So Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless starting at just $15 a month. To get your new phone plan for just $15, go to mintmobile.com slash switch. This message comes from NPR sponsor Greenlight. Want to teach your kids financial literacy? With Greenlight, kids and teens use a debit card of their own, while parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and savings in the app. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash NPR.